to the Loud Burn Podcast, the number one info source for Canada culture, business, and entertainment on the interwebs and airways for BIPOC folks. We are your hosts from the Empire State, Brooklyn's finest, Victor X. Bow. All them truth. And Juan Solo, you already know, though. We are coming to you from us to wherever you're at. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the loud burn. Yo, so today is the day we are actually live after the launch. We are, I want to say that we're well rested and um, <laughs> bushy tailed and bright eyed, but the fact is that I'm dog shit tired, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yourself, I, dog. I'm feeling I'm feeling youthful energy right now, bruh. Had a had a whole day of work, went out, hooped. My calves is, is burning, calves is aching. I'll be like hooping with fucking high school kids and shit. They be trying to run my old ass. They be trying to take it as a challenge to shut me down and shit. I'll be like, yo, relax. <laughs> Relax, let the old nigga cook, but you know, I was over here like, yo, I don't need this negativity in my life right now. Take my ball and go. <laughs> you fuck yeah. with Wallow? Wallow, what's Wallow? I don't know Wallow and Gilly. Put us oh, in the that's what always start fights, bro. Like, just gotta go ahead and stay in your lane. Like, what's the hell in that? Yeah. I'd be like, yo, this fight nah, is but- dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, nah, it's funny that you talked about being an old head and, and playing basketball because that's exactly what this dude Walla was doing. He was playing some young niggas in basketball and he was letting niggas know like, yo, you can't do this to me. You can't play with me in this way. You can't do that. He was really cooking them though. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, yo, like, and, and the energy for today, bro, on my side, bro, shit was crazy at work, bro. Why they found a, a whole grenade at yeah. on, what? at the development, bro? Yo, I love New York. <laughs> Yo, whole, I love New York. A whole grenade, bro. <laughs> I'm out, bro. That's like some Grey's Anatomy shit. All right, so, so <laughs> some next level shit. <laughs> some Shakaram shit. So you mentioned burning calves and shit. All right. So like I started substitute teaching today, right? So I wake up 5.30 a.m. and I'm like, yo, I'm not excited. Yo, I got I got work. I got money coming in. Got some change the world, yada, 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 so on and so forth. So in my excitement, I only fucking breakfast, go through the entire workday, not eating a thing, get out. And I'm like, yo, now's the time. I'm going to go bite. Well. Tell me why my ass ends up in Williamsburg, both legs, everything completely shut down, cramped up, all of that. Homie struggling to get off his bike to get a Gatorade. And you know what? I do it again. <laughs> like, like today I feel old. <laughs> like today I feel old as shit, bro. <laughs> but my dad had to help carry me off the fucking Yo, bro, you, yo, it, I'm, I'm hitting the gym, bro. It's over. Yo, I was uh, over here telling, telling all the shorties at me. I was like, yo, zaddying, zaddying has begun. Yeah, so I'll copy what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I met my, I, I am perfectly co- cocooned in a, in a, in a ball of light, and when I emerge. I will be the zaddy that all these shorties. <laughs> I will be the zaddy. Yo, I'm done. <laughs> all these shorties wanted, yo. Say it straight up. 
put put that on God. <laughs> it's, it's happened. So <laughs> like, do you are you able to like smoke and work out? Because like for me, I could smoke and lift, but I can't smoke and like hoop or do anything like that. Like I'm gonna just be out there looking dumb. But if I'm gonna just lift weights, oh, I could do that shit hot. Like that shit is the best. Like, yeah. Yo, that's so funny. I was actually having a conversation with about that um fucking recently uh I, I could do it bro it doesn't but I, well i don't know about playing sports now that might be different but like in terms of like working out i could be high and do that shit like that shit i don't know for me i lock in when it comes to music you know so like when i smoke i really tap in with music then and so like i be in my whole zone when i go to the gym okay. so i'll be i actually look forward to it a little bit you might want to then sprinkle a little bit of Mary Jane then on that workout because like um and bring the music too because as a matter of fact this is a perfect lead into to the breakdown right quick where I think it was normal reporting um and we all don't know that's what the the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws right normal. The, these uh, homies were like, yo, there, there are two more studies because apparently there's a, a growing body of research that has been saying that, yo, when you hit the J, you get superpowers. The J gives you wings. Hmm? <laughs> like, <laughs> we gives you, we gives you wings. We you gives know? you wings, bro. It's the new rep, bro. Yo, I'm putting that shit on a rolling mat. <laughs> like, it'll just make me so happy every time I go to, like, break down. It's like, we gives you wings. You right. You're right. You absolutely fucking right. But yeah, like it's actually um I think like the the journals were were public health. Um and you know, they they assess the relationship between like self-reported cannabis use and physical activity. And overall, you know, they reported that subjects who reported great levels of exercise at, at like more or less over the general population, you know, they're more likely to report using cannabis in the future. You know, because of these these games. So I mean, like it's a thing, and I know that other big companies like Nike, you know, Under Armour have been doing research into this joint too. You know, so I'm just saying for all y'all fitness nuts out there, that might be something you want to look into. You know, incorporating cannabis into personal training and like you know, what what was the old adage? You know, study high, get high grades. Well, <laughs> study, you know, was it study high, take the test high, get high scores? You know? Yeah, yeah, shit like that. That, that was more, that's it. Yeah. But so, it's interesting to think about, like you're saying, like the implications, right? And that's everything from like performance to recovery. So like CBD infused pre-workout, where like you're hella relaxed, but you also get that pre-workout, you know, energy boost. To like, yo, a big fan. I'm a big fan of like the CBD oils and the creams and shit like that. Like I said, I'm an old man, so you know when I hoop before and after, <laughs> put that CBD oil on my knees. Try to stay loose, yo. Try to stay loose. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna fuck with that. Actually, I never tried that before. I oh, highly recommend it. And what's dope, right, is like as we see marijuana getting legalized more widely, we're gonna start to see all these different studies about the health impact. And like the positive uh, ways that we can apply it to different processes. And it's crazy. What all this really does, or like to me, it just highlights like how bullshit it was for it to be a schedule one. 
uh, exactly. substance when we already know that it has so many health applications, right? And for those who don't know, Schedule 1 is just a drug classification that just means that this drug is illegal and has no health benefits, which is what cannabis was, you know, described as when we know the health benefits. It's even beyond that, not just no health benefits, but they actually restrict the ability of universities and other institutions from even researching what these benefits could potentially be. That's actually one of the biggest parts about legalization that folks do not speak about is exactly what is locked in. The potential locked within your average like uh, cannabis plant is absolutely limitless. You know, when it ends up coming down to like pharmacological, um, I guess you could say goodies that can end up coming out of, of weed. You know, and we can already see that when you look at the hemp industry, which hemp is actually a cousin of your average everyday cannabis plant, just it's non-psychoactive, but it's more or less very similar. It's not exactly the same. It's very similar. But hemp is basically used for everything. And you'll quickly end up finding that cannabis also has the, the you know, that that particular, uh, I guess what you could say. Um, what the hell is hemp used for? Everything, bro, especially in material sciences. From like clothes to manufacturing anything. It has very similar uses of like cotton and like other um, coarse fibers. Right. Mm. So, you know, like I, I believe it's like things that you wouldn't even think of like detergent. <laughs> you know, like wood preservative and printer and shit like that. Hemp is wow. in a lot of stuff. It's used for a lot of things. It's used for, for a lot of material. People are even talking about using it for fuel. You know, um, wow. hemp is actually really, really big business and it's not played up a lot. And it's been around for, for years, you know, so. Yeah, I've been seeing it in the shops and whatnot. And um, a quick thought that came to mind, I've been having like, you know, like, yo, how can I introduce the topic of like marijuana and stuff to my kids, you know, because I, cause I feel like this is something that is going to really keep blowing up and kids know a lot, yo, and they just don't speak about it. And so I also want to like have those conversations and, and make, let them know that like, I understand I, I can't prevent it all or anything really from like, or can't, I can't prevent much from happening, but I could also be on the, uh, on the active front of like making them be aware, having them be educated about it to make informed decisions, you know? Um, and so I've been like, like researching that, like people talking about their kids. And I was also hearing in Cali, for instance, they got like advertisements everywhere about like marijuana and shit. I can't even, again, I can't visualize it like as, as like, as we're still developing, but um, once once I heard that they have like you know um, advertisement commercials and all that stuff about weed, I'm like, oh shit, you know, like because the, the commercials I've seen or you know what, what's those commercials where they be having the people look crazy hot? Don't what's smoke. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so like to see it on the other side of it, like it's a positive thing, like smoke. Yo, burn yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even really picture it, but I, but to see that it is happening, it's already going on. I just want to be like on that side of it, like letting my kids know what's up. Yeah, you're you know, right. But. It's definitely something where it's like, you know, as it becomes more normalized, as we see more people get into the space, you're not going to be able to hide it. 
And it's going to start, it's going to be very clear for kids, especially that it's less and less taboo, you know, when they start to see people they know, whether it's athletes, entertainers, you know, child stars, whatever, their favorite YouTubers, kids be all up on the YouTube, like just coming out, talking openly about their, you know, cannabis consumption, you know, it's definitely going to be wild. And like one of the things that we're starting to see with that, like with this level of normalization is like celebrities attaching their brands to different cannabis companies, you know, and in some instances being willing to risk it all, you know, like being willing to risk it all for the opportunity to branch out into cannabis. So I don't know if y'all heard about what happened with Paul Pierce, you know, a couple of weeks back, homie was in the IG live, smoking blunts, got strippers going, getting the haircut. But mind you, homie is in like office chairs and shit, which makes it hilarious. <laughs> He's in like office chairs, like he works at fucking in a cubicle somewhere <laughs> and he's just in there in the cut with strippers and shit. So he gets fired from ESPN because of this, you know, morality yeah, yeah. Oh, and all that. And homie, homie, all his responses, you know, I'm not worried about it. I got something cooking. And then a couple of days later, he posted this new video of him in this weed factory where literally you just see dozens, if not maybe a hundred plus plants behind him. So like oh. here you got Paul Pierce, you know, NBA champion, also real nigga from Inglewood saying, yo, fuck ESPN, fuck this ESPN. Right? Yo, I like this. <laughs> because I, really I didn't know, know all this context to it. I really had no clue about that, bro. That's so yeah. fine. I was wondering, like, yo, what's what's he gonna do? I fuck with Paul Pierce. Right. You know, we fake got the same name. You feel it, me? It reminds me of, um, let me know if y'all remember this. Shorty, I want to say she was in Denver. She was like a news anchor. And she was she quit her job and like sparked up on camera, like right when uh, right when Colorado legalized it. Do y'all remember this shit? Oh. What organization did she end up working for? Cause I, I think no, it might have been normal, but it was she ended yeah, up. Yeah, I think like, I think it might have been normal. legalization. But she was like a news anchor, and then sparked up on air as she quit. <laughs> but you see, that that's Thanks, actually the thing that I'm really curious about. You know, because um. In some ways, when we end up looking at how is marijuana portrayed to the general community, I think um, one of the stigmas that's attached to the product is that that air of goofiness, you know, carefree, I don't give a fuck, all the above. And that not knocking it, sometimes that is what is in, you know, that's definitely in the space, you know, within the industry. There is that, 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 that vibe, that, that type of branding. Um around what cannabis is and what it makes people do, you know, or how it, it kind of allows them to move. But then I also wonder, like, all right, are there any other ways that we could necessarily be looking at how to kind of control the narrative around cannabis? Because I feel like if we're going to be encouraging folks to get into cannabis, you know, they have to be able to define exactly what's attached to the product, like what image is attached to the product. And as much as I love, like, say, stories of Paul Pierce with booties jiggling and jangling in the background, you know, I also want to be able to to make space for, like, let's say, you know, was it, uh, I think it was monochrome? 
Jay Z's uh Jay Z's uh we joint where their oh, advertising yeah. was you know very much so focusing on the social issues and trying to really make cannabis a serious issue and a serious business, a business that has a conscience, conscious cannabis. Woo! I'm mm. head back in that motherfucker. <laughs> <Like>, a <laughs> conscious cannabis, like you know, and that's actually something that I really want to see. Even more so than the than the God bless him, but the Jaleel Whites of the world who you know started like his Purple Urkel brand, brand of marijuana. You know what I'm saying? It's real funny, but like every time that, that I end up um every time that I end up seeing him like on the ads, I kiss I immediately think of Steve Urkel and it, it makes me laugh. You know, good business, sure, but still goofy. You know what I'm saying? Still goofy, and I feel like um. Uh, granted, we have to give these homies chances. You know, the goofy people is giving them a chance to find their legs and stuff. I understand that. But at the same time, I, I hope that a lot more um, entrepreneurs of color, when they get into the into the cannabis industry, into the space, they are intending to do so with a more sober mind, especially because we know there's a lot of inequality um, in terms of who's actually allowed to um be considered okay using and selling, you know, the product. Yeah, I think but, the conscious cannabis angle is really interesting. You know, I think it's really spot on. And it's mm-hmm. like, yo, as we present cannabis and normalize it in front of people, especially youth, like putting like that social component and at the forefront, I think is really important. But personally, like I love Hove, you know, Blueprint was like probably one of the first albums I bought as a kid, walked downtown, you know, caught the bootleg. But um, everything like you about to say some real Jersey shit right now. Go on. Have a little, <laughs> have a little asterisk attached to it for me, yo, because I always go back to like you know, <laughs> capitalism for capitalism's sake doesn't really do much, especially you know for for black communities, yo. Only amassing all this wealth um, and now branching out into cannabis, like I'm all for, you know, diversify your bonds, my nigga, and, uh, make your money. But I want to see more than just, uh, ad campaign. I want to see like real investment into either training or creating like mentorship or creating like a social equity framework for people who want to get these licenses and start these businesses to be able to do Absolutely. I want to see like the next step of that. Like I love, I love what we're seeing so far from this, but I, I'm really more curious to see the next step. Cause I don't know, like y'all remember with the Super Bowl, right? And like Jay Z taking over the Super Bowl, and everybody was so quick to have a reaction, like, "Oh, this is dope, Jay Z getting this money. Oh, Jay Z going to use the Super Bowl to do this, that, and the third. You know, we got to wait and see how he's going to leverage it. You know, he's going to do, he's going to use it to make more community impact and put more artists on. And we had that, right? And who did homie get to do the Super Bowl? The motherfucking <laughs> this nigga from Canada. This nigga's from yeah. Canada. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this nigga's from Canada. <laughs> get his money and go. What, what I can end up saying is like, not doing right. shit for the black community, bro. We, we end up having someone like Jay Z, who, like, on one end, yeah, he is this like ruthless capitalist in some regards. But then uh, they're also when I when I end up seeing like black dudes who are really at least willing to go ahead and walk the walk, I can't end up knocking. If it was a hustle, that would be the hustle. He's very good at, at actually going ahead and paving the way. Who else is bringing 
the heat when it ends up coming down to popular media. You know, you have, you know, you know, you end up having um Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole every once in a while, you know, more so lately rather than not, after post uh Forest Hills Drive. You know, but then you you have Jay who like at the end of the day, when he finally decided that he was coming back, you know, homie is going ahead and, and do saying a lot of the shit that we hope Brock would have. Wow, that's a hot take, bro. It, it is a hot take, but it's not even the fact that I'm over here saying to myself, like, oh, I want to hope to be president. president. Right? That's not what I'm saying. That's not, what I'm, that's not even what I'm saying. But I am saying, though, like, at the end of the day, when you end up having somebody who ends up, have, like, commanding a least cultural influence, they should be speaking to these facts in a very salient and clear way with no bullshit attached. Now, granted, I think there's a lot of Barack Obama being part of the institution that homie like, of course, there's a difference. Definitely, there's a difference there. But regardless, though, I feel like if you have the power. Because you have Biden basically over here trick or treating right now with everything on the progressive list that ends up helping black folk even a little bit. Not saying it's over here. Perfect. But even a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we have Barack kind of doing the same damn thing only at the end of his term. And that's bullshit. <laughs> like, that was completely a total. I don't even, I don't even see the comparison you're trying to make, to be honest, bro. And that's like, I'm talking about you end up having a black cultural leader because Jay-Z is that, and Barack Obama definitely was that as well. I'm but Barack didn't see himself as a black cultural leader. He saw himself as a as a president. He saw himself I mean, as, as the governing for white I, and black people. I, I That's what he ran his whole campaign on. He never ran his campaign on. He ran his campaign on. I'm here for black people. He was always like, yo, I'm here for America. But the thing and, is, and though, obviously I, I, black people rally behind him in a different way. But I, I think that's different. We're also in a completely different political climate as it pertains to cannabis. You know, and, Jay-Z, and that, also like Jay Z doesn't have anything to lose by coming out being in favor of cannabis. That's why I think is like I think is the comparison is like. I mean, oh. the thing is, is that I, I feel like we're trying to act as if Barack Obama wasn't also self interested. You know, and personally, as far as like a president ends up going, like he absolutely ended up towing the line. You know, when it ends up coming down to yeah, he's a president. Sure, he marked himself as that, but he was absolutely up in those Southern Baptist churches. You best believe that. You know, and when ends are coming down to it, we were, you had young Jeezy out here saying my president is black the moment that that man won. It ain't lost. Like, it's kind of like, like, yo, it's not like saying that, all right, white supremacists like, didn't like, out here knowing that Trump was their candidate. <laughs> you know, black folk knew that Barack Obama was our candidate just as much as we knew that Kamala Harris was our girl. Even if we didn't like Kamala Harris, you mean like Barack Obama. And even if you don't necessarily like Jay-Z for what he has ended up doing, who else is the bringing basically our issues into these high into these high spaces? Charlamagne has been about this for way longer than Jay-Z. Just what happened? Charlamagne has been talking about this for way longer than Jay-Z. Just and you know what? When Charlemagne ends up having Jay-Z money, then he'll be able to say something in a capitalist system. But Charlemagne doesn't have Jay-Z money, and Jay-Z does have Jay-Z money in a capitalist system and because of that like Charlemagne absolutely ends up advocating in his own way and i'm not knocking what homie does because he does great work in that regard so can be a little bit of a donkey at times but he knows this and he owns that shit and i appreciate that 
You know, but when it's coming down to like, all right, you have Jay, Jay, that money factor means something. And and people who come close to it, like say a Diddy, they don't even come close when it comes down to advocating for our issues. Not even close. But I don't see Jay as advocating for our issues. I think that's the difference. I feel it. I, I disagree with that. I just, I don't, I think that he absolutely has a self, he has self-interest, but I'm not even going to be out here acting like all of us have a little bit of self-interest. And the Yeah, but it's, it's more about like, it's more about like Jay-Z is not a public figure where he speaks out about all these different issues that impact black people. He speaks out on issues where he can make a buck. I wouldn't say that at all. And that means that's just me being a Brooklyn cat and knowing like there's a lot of love hate in the organizing community towards like Jay, because like he he's problematic in a lot of different ways, you know, but at the end of the day, it comes down to like, all right, but does he actually move and do shit? You'd be surprised the number of families that have been touched by homie. It's not to make a dollar. He doesn't speak a word on it. You know, hopes yeah. that have been like news stories that are that should be news stories, but that aren't news stories just because it happened to a black body. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay is sometimes all up in that shit, providing the lawyer, you know, going ahead and 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 getting people what they need to actually like, get, make bail and stuff like that. And you don't breathe the word. I don't necessarily know if that's a good if that's a good strategy, but I do know because I'm in that world that it happens. You know? Um but I'll, I'll just say all I'm saying. A lot of people put their money behind bailing people out. Like J. Cole did that in Ferguson. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people pay for people's funerals when they get killed, you know, mm-hmm. and not and most yeah. of them aren't billionaires. Most I would say that how, 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 how like, cynical do that be, though, about black, black millionaires, though? It's like, yo, look, if I had a mill, if I was a billionaire and I had the money, I'd be out here for every fucking shooting that you saw with, with the money sacks. And I wouldn't give a sweet fuck about what anyone had to say about because I know that that cash is needed, you know? And I got it. <laughs> if I got it, I'm going to help the community, you know? You know but my, my thing is, especially from doing this community organizing work, man, is that you ain't going to please everybody, bro. Yo, you know, like, I, you, you, you're going to have an approach. It's like, be as intentional as possible. Of course, it could be critiqued. But um, me, my personal take on Jay, I trust him. You know, I trust that he's going to push our conversations forward. He's going to push the culture forward. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that he he lives up to the to the um, really to that to that pressure that he's gonna have from our community, but I think that he he'll 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 definitely lift the mantle. There was a time know, where I feel like he was running away from that, you know, real talk. But what endeared me to 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 Jay is just the fact that homie started to evolve. You know what I'm saying? Reasonable doubt, Jay is an entirely different beast than the Magna Carta. Dre and um Jay and definitely, definitely way different than 444 J. Anyway, that's my take on it. You know, I, I just feel like at the end of the day, we need to have more aggressive um advocacy from our talking heads who are especially the ones that are going to be making uh money off of this. So Paul Pierce, I hope them 100 plants ends up being funneled into uh into an Inglewood community near near you. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like on the regular. Not like, oh, you make 
500 mil, you make 20, 30 mil, and you only give like one mil one time to say that you did it. I'm going to shut up now. (laughs) All I'm going to say is as somebody who worked in advertising, marketing, and community organizing, a lot of a lot of these moves that we're seeing right now are are definitely on the on the front end of that. It's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of advertising. It's not a lot of actually getting resources into communities and creating opportunities for people. You know, that's, and that's I like I that. That's what I want. Good point. I want to see more programs that are really designed to get people from these communities started. Like I was telling y'all before, um, you know, your Morehouse mm-hmm. bro, Kareem Webb, he started a whole business that literally does that creates the infrastructure, training, and opportunities for entrepreneurs to get involved in cannabis. So I mean, a company, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff with, um, there's a lot of stuff with Charlemagne, talked on panels, you know, has, has done a lot to raise awareness in, in terms of using his brand to do shit, but then also like doing the work and helping people get in on this shit. And that's know, what I want to see more of. I, I think that, games, like that. Play, games are played at many that's levels, you know, and I'm not someone that's going to end up disparaging someone who's able to operate on the strategic layer of things just because I'm familiar with the tactical layer. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to do both. I'm not saying that you don't have to do both, but just because I don't have awareness, though, of, let's say, he might be over here playing an incubator. That's not out of the question. And even if he doesn't initially have that plan, then it's still up to people like, say, Charlemagne, who have a platform to necessarily pressure and to to incite. And you know that Charlemagne is good for that. You know, either way, what I'm saying is that you have a Paul Pierce who is not Jay. He ain't got Jay money. You know what I'm saying? But are we going to like, look, there could be a, a real big sniff at the idea of going ahead and investing in the community. We can't even act like everybody that 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 is skin folk is kin folk, you know. And I really do feel real shit. Like if you end up having um, the access, the platform, if you are speaking, that is powerful. And I do not want to end up like uh, uh, trying to to dilute the power of being able to have a platform that is that large and that powerful and very well resourced, you know. I just look at uh, at it from an international studies perspective as well. And it's just like, yo, soft power is very, very effective. It's super effective Pokemon style. You know what I'm saying? Yo, like <laughs> that shit will actually open up a lot of fucking doors. Um, if it's if it's applied properly. And I do feel like you, you know, you there's absolutely room for and there absolutely should be pressure on, on the folks that are making the big bucks to really start a lot of these programs that are, that will yield more tangible results, like people who have skills. There should be job, you know, um, skills, skill forms, transfers, you know, technology exchanges, all that shit. There should absolutely be more incubators that will take someone from basically not having a pot to piss in and, and tell, you know, basically with a little bit of funding, getting them to where they, can actually operate as a professional within the industry, technical schools, all that shit needs to end up happening. And I feel like a lot of these businesses, they're coming out more so as traditional businesses instead of social enterprises. And, and, and that's really, really despicable considering all the hurt that has come out of the war on drugs on this very product, you know, to the people that they're going to be selling to. 
So I understand. It's not that it's lost on me that, yo, homie should be doing more. But I'm also not. But while I can agree with that statement, I also can say that I understand that being able to say things and to have the reach, we're able to get these very important messages out in front of the mainstream audience who normally would not see it is also very important. You know, and I'm coming from a world where most of the you know organizers I know will literally say that they hate optics. You know, they hate performative shit. And I understand it. I don't think, though, necessarily that that speaking out or being able to say that you have a message that, you know, speaks truth to power, even if it's coming from someone that is powerful. Like, I also don't want to end up. But how much is a billion in the face of someone who has 215 of them? Jay-Z is Jay-Z. Jay-Z ain't Jeff Bezos. You know, he's not the Murdochs. You know, so, yeah, like, I, I, I hear y'all, though. Let, let's go ahead and we can move on. Oh, you're right. It has, it has gone on, though. But um, yeah, that's yeah, just my thing. This is the fucking Jay-Z segment sponsored by Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rock. So, yeah, we had a we had a nice long breakdown for y'all. A lot of interesting shit happening in the news in terms of cannabis. Um, but this week we have a really special episode for y'all. It's our very first loud burn interview. We're hella hyped to bring in an expert who knows a lot about the cultivation and the growing of the cannabis plant. So, you know, this is this is kind of something that we had on our on our schedule for a while. Really excited to bring it in. We know a lot of our audience is interested in, you know, just what is cannabis? Like, how do you grow it? How do you maintain it? What does that look like? Legalization in a lot of states has made it um, possible to grow now plants in your home in addition to consume and purchase. So this is really an opportunity for folks who may be interested in getting their their plants going um, to kind of just learn some best practices. It's a master class in cannabis growing, if you will. So myself, I have dabbled. You know, I'm a gardener at heart. I've had community gardens in Newark. Um, and I've also dabbled in trying to grow my own uh, cannabis plants uh, at the crib, unsuccessfully, I will admit. So I'm here hoping that I could catch some gems um, from our guests as well. But what about y'all two? Have y'all ever tried to grow anything? Hell no. <laughs> uh, bro, that's a, that's a definite no. Uh, I live in a damn basement. It's, <laughs> I, I tried to have a cactus down here once and that didn't last long either. You know, so I definitely got black thumbs. <laughs> yeah. I've always been interested in like growing and stuff like that. Um, but always just felt like I didn't have the real estate for it living in New York. I just felt like you needed to have like, like much more space to have it. Like, you know, I, I didn't think of just having one plant would be good enough kind of thing. No, you know, definitely not for um, any type of financial benefit, but I guess, you know, maybe for personal use. I just more so wanted to do it to see if I could do it. I made it maybe That's, yeah. mm-hmm. the germification. That was about it. Like I got my little seed to, to grow some little sprouts. Then I tried to plant that shit and it just never, uh, it never grew. Yo, yeah, I hear it's so difficult. And that's why I'm, that's another, I say, I'm glad you, you brought that up too, bro, because 
that's also another thing that just straight up deterred me from it because I just hear it's just mad difficult to grow. Um, and so I just like, oh, maintenance like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't so, even know how difficult uh, it is, to be honest. Um, I just know I couldn't get that shit to, to pop. You know, I, I remember I had a homie, um, aside from, from, from Hayes, who's still about to come on, who uh, he attempted a couple times in the room down south. And the thing is, is like, even if you can manage to get the thing to flower without having, you know, the right techniques, it still will end up giving you more or less like trash ass food. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it you depends know. on your seeds too. You know, like if you just hoping that uh, the seeds you, you got in your bag is going to yield something good, you might be fucked up. Cause it's, isn't it that um, only the females actually produce bud no the males only produce bud and the females produce more seeds right or one or the other the good thing right now is that uh i believe that uh (laughs) third dog says has joined us on the program so we can ask him instead of my simple ass (laughs) who knows nothing who knows nothing at all um all right now brother dog hayes are you there can you hear me big man how y'all brothers doing I can't complain. Uh, can't complain. No, huh? Yo, you, good, you, you straight up, you, you real, real dark haze right now, bro. She came hey. in the straight up black room, bro. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you know, gotta get some of that south in your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Wild Burn. Um, we have informed our audience that you are basically the goat of growing. Um, Hold on now. <laughs> I mean, now no pressure or anything, you know what I'm saying? I'm just hey, saying, whoa. don't fuck, don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. I mean, in, in, in those terms, I would definitely wouldn't, wouldn't say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, any, any goat. Uh, goat. I mean, definitely I'm still learning. I mean, in the, even in the, what we doing is like uh still still a growing process man i would definitely say i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a great beginner <laughs> you know i've technically been doing it you know since 2017 but uh yeah man it, it's still still learning everything every day and growing and you know just doing, doing it that way so you know thank you for, for giving us that matter of fact we're rude yet again we we get so excited about these conversations that we oftentimes don't allow um we don't even introduce ourselves sometimes when we get on the mic. Uh, <laughs> so, Dark Hayes, why don't you tell the audience, you know, who you are, what you're about, what you do? Okay, okay. Uh, well, Loud Burn family, uh, I am Dark Hayes, uh, a.k.a. Sugar Spivy. Um, my journey... Um, well, I guess I can start with my journey uh, with, with this plant that I call sacred cannabis sativa L. Um, I've been a juvenile diabetic since I was four years old. Um, through that walk and, you know, growing, come to having some medical issues and dealing with that illness. Well, instead of the standard, uh, what standard medicine throws at us, you know, the opioids and things of that nature, um, I turned to my girl, marijuana, and 
in going to her and, and finding relief in the different benefits that come from, um, that was a place where I was like, okay, instead of me, you know, I think we all probably had got a, got a, a source to get our product and me doing more reading and understanding um, I didn't want to take any chances on some product that I didn't know where it came from, what was on it, et cetera, et cetera. So at that place, I really just jumped in on learning everything I could and um, started my growth, growing process and, 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 and healing for myself. And that comes where I have also jumped into uh, the economic side and the business side of, you know, producing and my own lip balm and I'm just continuing on with the growing and I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I, at, at this point, 2017 now, she's honestly a, 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 a friend of mine, a really great friend that I'm passionate and I love. So that's, that's, that's the, that's the start, um, you know, in a nutshell. Okay. Okay. So as you know, like, on the Loud Burn, we're all about um, empowering, you know, people of color, the BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, person of color folk who are into cannabis business and culture, you know. So I wanted you to um, kind of just give the audience a little bit of insight about, like, you know, why you're joining us, what you feel that you can kind of, like, kick to them. And, um, yeah, you know, just... What, basically, what what inspired you to really get on the mic and and honestly share your your experiences with cannabis with us? Oh, most definitely. Um, my biggest thing, I, I I I for me was our brothers and sisters, you know, persons of color, only seeing this plant from a particular view, um, and most of us have. You know, not looking online, we've gotten it or seen it only in a bag form. I mean, just just being real about it. I wanted to really show the whole plant in itself. I wanted to really show how that plant could grow and and me going through the process and learning about it. There were just also so many parallels, you know, going through life, plant growing. And 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 I think more of my stronger suit is you know, wanting to teach individuals who are at home. You know, a lot of us are just at home, whether you're in an urban setting or suburban setting. And in some states that, you know, hey, still aren't able to grow legally. So I wanted to really educate people on, you know, how simple this was and even taking it from, you know, this plant and, and doing others. But I really wanted to, you know, show individuals like, hey, you know, you can get you a bucket, some soil, you know, a seed and you know, some, some minimal life to start and, and get going. Um, and, and that's, and that's really, um, what I want to do. And even, you know, uh, for me in the educational setting, I'm, you know, setting myself up to, to be able to, you know, teach that, you know, plant breathing going down the road. So that's, that's my, that's my big focus is teaching individuals. So in terms of getting themselves right, I believe in this plant, you know, and the medicinal value certainly, and, and what it has helped me with that's, um, some, something that, yeah, I want to push forward with, um, you know, on that note, um, in, in terms of the soil and the growing. Yeah, I think that that's really important, man. And it makes me, it makes me think about, like, how you got started, right? Like, so we know a little bit about the story, but, like, how did you start your grow up? Like, you know, can you walk us through, like, what that looks like? You know, where was it? How did you start it up? 
what it looked like to to run it, to get it up and running, you know? Okay. So for me, my thing at this place is I am the at-home grower. I am the at-home grower. Um, so a lot of times if, you know, people Google stuff and look stuff up, you're seeing individuals who grow, you know, at home, whether in tents, um, in a room or something of that nature. So my start was basically at home. And there's a little bit of a funny story in terms of uh, how they got started. And me, myself, I guess I have to say, you know, even my name wouldn't jump out on it, Dark Haze, but me and my learning and growing uh, in totally blind and doing things from a different kind of perspective. I actually, at the time, this was in the 2017, 2018, uh, was in a relationship with an individual and headed to a church, man. I headed to a church, had a ring in my pocket. So that's so, so all I'll say on that note. I had an Uber driver, me and me and my dog, uh, Eli, got in the, with the Uber. We rolling. Now, talking to this guy, we got to talking about, you know, cannabis and things of that nature. And cool, everything. So got there, dropped off. Well, got to the church and everything didn't go too well. The pastor said, hey, man, leave your dog outside. And I wasn't leaving my dog outside. So uh, I didn't get to do what I went to do that day. But called by driver. He said, man, he'll take my number. If you need anything, called him back and found out this was an individual who was doing some growing. Um, at the time, I had one plant in the house uh, in a bucket, you know, some soil. I had a small light um, that I had actually purchased online and some seeds, uh, actually bag seeds. I know we didn't all came across a bag seed, but bag seed that I had got from some good smoke. And it started from there. I got some knowledge on lights, uh, high pressure sodium, uh, and my it was my journey into LED lights um, with saving costs and money and not having a large expense when coming from electricity with the other kind of lights, you know, brought. Um, and I got a wealth of knowledge and even, you know, jumping in on my, on my own. But that was really the beginning of me at that point. And I was hooked ever since then. I, I was hooked um, and growing and going through the process. So basically, you're a gorilla grower. Is what yes, I'm sir. Understanding. All right. All yes, right. sir. And, let, and, and I can, let me say something on that note. Look, look, any of the family out there, if you're in a place where it's not legal, um, don't fucking tell nobody. Um, if you are doing this, there's ways that it can be done and you can research th those things. But the most important thing is to don't tell nobody. I know it's exciting when you first get something and it's growing and then when you get a product, you get some flour, you might want to share. Just be careful. I would also echo that if you do uh, happen to have someone that you, you know, let know, be sure you, and I, this is just me personally, but I let, you know, hey, uh, I got guns, dogs, and there's cameras. <laughs> so if you're grilling growing, you know, I know it's different, different places, but just be careful, fam. Sounds, sounds like you live in the American dream right there. Guns, you dogs, live. and cameras. The only <laughs> thing that you even got the cannabis, so the only thing you're missing is a cold one, bro. <laughs> as far as far as that go you know thank you for for even saying that because you know there's one thing that we want to always stress on the program until it's not the case you know 
Um, things are swiftly changing. We're keeping an eye on it. But historically, you can expect shenanigans when it comes down to who is allowed to grow and who is allowed to consume marijuana with the least amount of um, bull attached to it. You know, and, and I think it's very important that that you know we we stress, especially if you're in, a, in an illegal state. Um, that the hood still can find you, <laughs> even exactly. if, even if madmen complexes have popped up like mushrooms in your downtown area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So thank, thank you for that, Hayes. For for Dark Hayes for just, just like being real about that shit. That that's real, real important. And absolutely, I mean, and just to just another leg on that one. You know, when you are growing and you get to that stage when you have those smells coming, depending on what you're growing, and, and that's another conversation, depending on what cultivar, but there will be some smells. There is stuff that you can get, whether exhaust fans and things of charcoal that, you know, blow it out and no smell. So just just be cognizant of, you know, the plant and, and it's growing and, you know, what it could produce. And and I mean, to uh, even on, on the growing, on the, the smells in, um, like I mentioned on seeds, I mean, uh, acquiring genetics and seeds. Uh, just to start, there's plenty of places that will, will discreetly send, uh, discreetly send, you know, cannabis seeds and things like that uh, to your address. Or, uh, you know, you could just, if you wanted to just start to see where things go, hey, there's bag seed, you know, I know we all, we all come across one, but you know, there, there are places you can look at online um, that will discreetly send, send and ship seeds. Yo, um, Spivey. Yes, sir. I'm really getting a lot of insight right now, bro. Truthfully, um, this whole shit is like a whole field that I'm unaware of, like, of, but I know a lot of people are starting this right now, too. You know, I know some people is getting into it um, and people really looking to build a, a foundation. But like, I know like, this is also something that is uh, um, high maintenance. And so what is some shit that, you know, you hate about this, that you don't like about this whole process? Great question, man. Um, for me, it, it's always exciting in the, in the sense of popping seeds because it's almost like you're on a journey. You don't know how this particular plan is going to come out and, and produce. Um, the the side there is yeah she's high maintenance you know so high high maintenance um like um for me I think it's the trimming part when it comes to the other side and you harvesting harvesting her um it comes to the trimming for me that's probably the most tedious part and the part that gets a little gets a little tiring at times that's 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 probably the part um you know because you know depending on cultivar too i have to say depending on the type of plant how much leaf she has around her how much sugar leaf um how much uh, her branching and how her how her buds show so just the, the trimming part because if depending on your plant she get real sticky i mean i've i've literally had scissors break so sticky um and just tons of alcohol for your hands and stuff so it, it can be messy that's a good problem to have man the shit too sticky. <laughs> yeah. damn that's some real shit yeah that's some real shit i could totally understand how that could be 
annoying, bro. It's like it sounds like how sometimes rolling up gets annoying, but times ten is like on a whole nother level of the shit. But uh one thing we really want to get into is like what does it really look like to get started? You know, so how much money, how much space? You're saying you're doing it at your house. Is it in a closet? You know, do you do I need a spare bedroom? Do I need a backyard? You know, just like really walk me through that. Like help me understand how much space does it take? And like also like, you know, what's the at least the upfront cost, right? Like what should people be okay. budgeting for? Is it something like can I flip my stimmy and, and get growing? You know, or is it kind of <laughs> back up for a little bit? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I I have, I guess I would say two different applications, a closet and a room, and I'm about to add a uh a tent. Um and there's and there's at home. I don't I'm gonna just say first and foremost, I don't do outdoor because of uh if you're in one of those uh places, uh you don't you don't want to be doing anything outdoors. Uh so um closet in a room now those also depend on we talk about space it depends on the plant um a general note when your plant is in the vegetative stage and i will i will say vids and vegetative stage but the stage when your plant is you know first starting out growing before you flip it into flower and i'm not going to go too heavy on those yet but in terms of the size if your plant is say two feet tall, when you flip it in the flower, your plant's going to stretch. So you want to have a space where you know if your plant stretches, it's enough space to let your plant stretch and do what it needs to do in the flower stage. So that's one thing you want to, you know, be cognizant of. And most times if, if people are using tents, you know, you're, you're pretty cool with some tents can elevate, you know, rise and fall. Um, but closets are great places to start um, in terms of, you know, plants and your height of the plant. Now, in terms of going into uh, cost in the whole, and we haven't talked about lighting yet, and that's, you know, an important piece. When your plant is just not starting, and we'll talk about lighting container. Okay, container, if you're going in a closet, just we'll use closet as an example for the, for the, for the base one. Using closet, you can honestly start off in a solo cup. You don't even need to start off in a closet. You can start with a solo cup and a windowsill um, for your plant, uh, your seed, and some soil. You want to always get, I would say, a good quality soil. You can get a good quality, you know, potting soil from one of the big box places uh, for less than ten bucks, um, and that would that that's going to do you for your 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 start and to finish for your plant. In terms of lighting there's some really cheap inexpensive lighting these days led i would you know definitely push to go led these days for the cost wise and the efficiency of the of the lights um those can be you know looked up online several places but you know your soil your light um and water um definitely def definitely water um looking at those things just to start your, your seed, you know, has what it needs to get it started and going. I personally use, me specifically, yeah. uh, once your plant is going, um, I have an aquarium. I'm an I'm a, I'm a, I'm a animal guy. I have an aquarium. I don't know if everybody's ever all heard of aquaponics. 
but your plant is going to need nitrogen. That's just a base, and you're going to see that on those bags. Oh, you uh, talking about shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, uh, that, that, that them, them letters, them letters you see on the bag, uh, in uh, nitrogen, uh, uh, potassium, phosphorus, nitrogen, phosphorus, NPK. You're going to see NPK on those bags. Uh, your plant is needing nothing but really high amounts of nitrogen through that vegetative stage, you know, nitrogen, nitrogen. Now, just to give you all some real, 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 real stuff. Uh, the best form of nitrogen that we produce as humans is uh, urea. If you all know what I mean, you know, urea, that's, that's straight nitrogen. Now, if this is your plant and this will be your plant, hey, use, use your nitrogen to, uh, <laughs> to uh, fertilize and, you know. Hold on, you know, are you saying that there are growers somewhere in the country right now taking the leak on their plants? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yo, I mean, seriously? Yeah, I'm going to say that that probably isn't happening in some of the Mad Max complexes, but. (laughs) I I will give y'all a story. I will give y'all a story. Uh, I I know personally, um, I also cook with cannabis. And and if y'all certainly heard of people decarboxylating, decarbon the bud. Yeah, so I, I had some bud that I procured and broke it down a little bit, put it in the oven, put in some foil, and put it in there for, I think I had it on uh, 212 for maybe like 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. So took it out, unraveled it, and it had steamed from the moisture that was there. Mm-hmm. Why, when I opened it up, it smelled just like piss. Well, you're going to have that because the plant is going to retain some of the fluids, even though you're supposed to flush your your plant when it's in, in the flower. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've had that experience. I got popped and the judge told me, he was like, yo, you know, they piss on weed to uh, to grow that shit and to make it make it more potent. And I was like, nah, I didn't know that. And he was like, well. That's why you shouldn't be smoking this shit. And I was just like, oh, all right, man. No, classic <laughs> line. It's a and classic I line. I older, I found out that shit was true. I thought it was just some shit homie said on some scared straight shit. But it's actual <laughs> Well, all right. So, Spivey, I just need to know for me, this is this has nothing to do with the loud world family. You know, I, I love y'all, but Spivey, you you ain't pissing on your plants, are you? Because I mean, like I, I no sir. I, I, I just need to know. No, all right, all right, I'll go. No, we, <laughs> so that, so that, look, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, like, absolutely not. That, that, no, that would definitely that would definitely ties back into the me and my aquarium in the, in the aqua pond. So, so, all right, all right. so the only thing I gotta worry about. Only living thing I gotta worry about basically taking a shit on my on my on my um pup pup pass is essentially your 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 fish. Your the goldfish. Right, yeah, that's right. it. Just the goldfish. No, no yeah. problem. Yeah. No problem. I can deal yeah. with it. No problem. Yeah. All right. Cool. And, and so, so so the the poor man's the poor man's nitrogen way to go. If you you know got an aquarium, you know somebody with some you know fish or whatever. Dirty fish water. That dirty, nasty looking pissy go water fish water whatever it is that wastewater is the best thing for your plants oh so that means you telling me i can basically go down to the east river right now and have uh, a 
Because, <laughs> I mean, well, you're saying pissy, dirty, nasty water is what's going to make these things shine. And, I mean, like, New York is about to be the weed growing capital. <laughs> well, the, the, <laughs> of the, not, not the, the other stuff. And maybe the entire nation. <laughs> Woo! Not the, not the other stuff. with enough. the bagels and shit. It's the same nah. logic. <laughs> not, not the other stuff in the East River. But, Hashtag bagel bucks. <laughs> but, but it's it's actually you know the the fish's excrement you know so the fish urine and that is that you know I don't want to be too heavy on this, this science stuff but ammonium nitrate so the fish waste um and when we talk about aquaponics and people who grow and you know grow veggies you know vegetables and stuff like that it's really the fish waste that is causing that that rapid plant growth so I don't know about the other stuff that's in the river bro but uh. Definitely the you know the fish water that that's a way to go. Lights, uh, buckets, uh, aquariums, you know, uh, <laughs> potent- potentially superior plumbing if you decide to use the poor man's nitrogen. Um, and you know, and when you add in high high pressure sodium light, you know, lights, I can imagine that that all costs a pretty penny. So, can you let our audience know really quick if they're interested in getting into this? What's the initial startup cost going to be? Because we all know, you know, you have to spend a little bit of money to make money sometimes. And monthly, what's the upkeep like? You know, what's that number look like for you every every month? Okay, I understand that. Um, the, the base, I would say poor man's numbers. So all the materials, uh, bucket. Light, all of that kind of stuff can be done, I would say, between four and five hundred bucks. Um, and looking at it, you know, monthly costs, whether, you know, using your water, electricity um, or even air, um, you know, depending on how your, uh, your 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 environment is. You know, cannabis loves to be in the same kind of temperature zones we're in. So anywhere from, you know, 69 to 85, um, they're, they're real comfortable. I would say monthly anywhere from shoot 15 bucks to 30 bucks um in terms of you know what you're using in terms of that because that goes on how many plants you have but i'm just you know if you have one plant any anywhere in that range well i tell you that i've learned so much <laughs> tonight like some things i wish i didn't know i'm not gonna lie I, I, <laughs> but I might have to ask every single plug that i know like yo <laughs> Have you ever heard, you know, I, I'm not saying that you do, but, yo, you know if your your connector's like pissing on the plants? Just just be honest with me, bro. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say I'm sorry already because I know it's going to be a weird question to a lot of folk up in New York. We just smoke the shit. We, we don't have a lot of grow operations out here, spite, you know, so this is going to keep me up at night. But I thank you for everything else. Right. Man, 100. <laughs> 100. It's about education, man. Like you know, it's, it's just I, so we know as a people, you know what what the plant goes through, what its you know capabilities are, you know, and and what you what you what you got going on, and it's just you know educate, man. Right. We definitely learned a lot, man. Thank you so much for coming on and blessing us. I'm sure our audience learned a lot as well. You know, so basically, you heard it here. You could flip your stemmy, start a little grow up. Um, you know, you'd be you'd be growing your own bud before you know it. You could piss on it. You could put plant food on it. Put something, <laughs> you know, put put some water from the Hudson on it. You know, do your thing. Oh, we can call that shit Hudson Hudson Hooch. Ooh, yo, did you hit it with the Hudson Hooch and watch your plant? Awesome.
it's the spice of life, you know? <laughs> Honestly, bro, thank Please. you so much, Hayes, for coming out. Word, bro. Appreciate we you. Have, we hope to have other conversations in the future about this, and we'll definitely keep you in mind. For sure, right. for sure. And, you know, we don't like to leave it too heavy, you know? So we hit, we hit you all with a lot of knowledge, a lot of great information, you know, coming from Brother Hayes. But now we want to play a little game. You know, we like to end it on some on some light shit, on some fun shit. You know, we're gonna be playing uh, one of our favorite games, Blunts and Bombs. So, hey, the concept of this game is a it's a pretty simple this or that, you know, either or type of question, uh, and okay. then theories. So, our hosts, we're gonna take turns asking you different questions. You know, blunts or bongs. You know, et cetera, et cetera, and you'll just let us know your preference. All right. All right. Bet. Papers or Dutchess? Ah. Uh, I go Dutchess. Would you want to have to smoke 75 blunts a day? <laughs> or one dab hourly? Oh, blunts. <laughs> no. No hesitation. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> he said, "Run oh, this up <laughs> all day." <laughs> he said, "Fuck my lungs, yo! I, I want to live." <laughs> Would you rather have unlimited weed or unlimited money? Mm. <laughs> weed. Yo, weed. If, if if I if I if I got the product, I know I can always make some money. <laughs> Have all the latest smoking gear and subpar bud or the best strains of, of, of 2021 and only able to smoke that shit out of a can. Wait a minute, run that run that by me for me, brother. So <laughs> either have the latest smoking gear. I mean like you got the best apparatus to get to get a buzz off of and you know, vaporizers that ain't haven't even been made yet. Or, you know, but if you do get that option, all your weed is subpar. We talking mid and piff or would you rather have the best strains of 2021 but you're only able to smoke that shit out of a can uh man i take i take the the subpar shit i ain't <laughs> tripping on you <laughs> <laughs> see you see that 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 me me in my mind real man that's i know, I know a lot a lot of people say numbers you know how this how that but you know it's a lot of good bud that you will have 12 percent tac 14 percent tac you know, we will, we will quote, quote, say it's subpar, meet mediocre. You'll go into these dispensaries and they'll have the mystery bag of shake, but that shit will be over here slapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, as mm-hmm. slapping, but it's marketed as being like just regular weed, you know, regular cannabis. I'm, I'm just a savage, bro. I'm just digging up some crazy stuff, man. My questions ain't ain't for here, bro. Oh, man, come on with it, man. Yo, you you from Harlem Wild out? Just like you know, you you want to just don't hold back. But yo, I'm like, no. If you invoke any powers that be, I'm not helping. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, ask it, bro. They can never, nah. can never stop a real uptown nigga, bro. That's all. <laughs> Yo, I, I just hear like in the annals of my mind, true going, hold the world. 
Yo, it's the angel on his right shoulder and like Killer Cam on his left shoulder. Like, yo, yo, y'all really not seeing it. This man is struggling <laughs> right now. What's your family? I, I, man, I did want to say, man, like, definitely appreciate y'all, Loud Burn fam, and you know, mm-hmm. let me come on and you know, speak on some of this, some of this right here. This is a definitely, you know, again, a passionate love for me. And man, I just wanted to also, shit, if I could, just give a shout out to all the family in the south you know h time you know memphis 10 you know smoking on that gas so yeah what it do what it do fam all right loud world thank you so much for joining us that is our show for the evening we'll be back same time next week till that time we are your hosts this is brooklyn's finest victor x and i'm joined by truth and solo you already know though and joining us as a guest Brother Dark Haze. So till next time, folks, burn bright and burn loud.